The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This is Girls Talk Boys Talk, presented by Jigsaw Dating, preferred dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and broadcasting live from Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star. Now, your hosts, Jess Navarez, Aisha Morrison, Kelsey Charles, and Jane Slater. Welcome in to Girls Talk, Boys Talk. Uh, got some interesting news. You know, right before we come on the show, we get the availability uh, of the players ahead of the weekend. And Michael Gallup, no longer listed as questionable, ladies. Yeah. Uh, I think this is significant. For yeah. the team. Interestingly enough, Cooper Rush and Michael Gallup have never started in a game together. Hmm. And they've had such limited practice because, what, he only had the two padded practices. I mean, if you think about it, Cooper Rush started practicing, what, two weeks ago? That's when we started seeing a little bit of Michael Gallup. Yeah. So I'll be interested to see what the timing is like mm-hmm. uh, with, the, with these two. But I think just having him on the field provides some relief for CeeDee Lamb mm-hmm. because of the coverage that he's getting. I think... Michael Gallup is absolutely a guy you have to keep an eye on if you are the commanders. Um, but that also opens up, you know, obviously Noah Brown. Uh, so what do you guys think when you see Michael Gallup uh, no longer listed as questionable? It just seems like his road back from this ACL has been a long one. Trending in the right direction last week. Didn't feel like he was ready to go. And like I said, looks like Sunday we'll see him start. I think that uh, I was thinking to myself last night um, listening to uh, Mike McCarthy's press conference I think that how Michael Gallup and him and and Mike McCarthy have been open especially about the mental aspect of him coming back is important because I think that's something that gets swept under the rug when we talk about these players returning I think it's something that got swept under the rug a lot with Dak last year is it how much it can affect a player coming off of multiple injuries I mean he had a he had an injury the year before as well and just some of the anxiety he talked about Goodwin you know just seeing that he was injured that he had the hamstring and just how much that can hold him back so I'm I'm excited because we've also heard how much work Michael Gallup has put in They've talked about him being the first person in the tra- on the training table and being present in this locker room. So getting him back on the field, I'm excited for the team, but I'm more so excited for him as a human and as a player who's worked his tail off to get back on the field. And something that really stands out to me, I think, is timing of it all. And so we know uh, him just coming back off of this injury, we're, we're not going to see him get, what, all 30, 30 reps potentially, right? So and he doesn't have to with Noah. Right. Yes. And so what I'm saying here is at the end of the day, uh, Aisha loves that term. <laughs> uh, apparently we all say it. But uh, she, <laughs> she, at the end of the day, what we can see is the ramp up, if you will, of more progression of by the time Dak gets back, Michael Gallup will be in not prime for Michael Gallup, but he will be in a good enough position to where mentally he played, you know, one or two games. Physically, he's getting back in the role of things, and that takes a little less stress off of Dak as well to know he has another weapon to execute here in a couple That's of a weeks. Point. And you talked about, you know, the timing with Cooper and uh, Michael Gallup. One dope thing about Michael Gallup is that his catch radius is probably one of the better ones you'll see in the NFL and on this team. So I think that timing will come, like, it'll come in time, depending on how long Cooper's on the field, but he is a guy that if you put it up there for him, he's going to fight to go get it. So yeah. that's, that's probably helpful for Cooper as well moving forward. Kels? Kelsey. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. All right. That's, that's, her two, that's her two cents on Michael She's Gallup. speechless. She's so excited. Uh, she's weak. so excited. Uh, 
The other one on the practice report or game status report, I think that is interesting, is Dalton Schultz. Uh, last week, it looked like he was good to go, but this was ultimately uh, his decision. Just didn't feel like he was where he wanted that knee to be. Sure. He is listed as questionable. So mm. I, I don't know if we're going to see him on Sunday. And he, maybe that's a good thing for Jake Ferguson and Peyton Hendershot, who I thought had really dynamic games. But, guys, I said this last week. If I'm Dalton Schultz and I'm physically okay, I'm getting out there. Yeah. For a franchise tag year? Absolutely. franchise tag. And we've seen this happening a lot with the Cowboys these days. When these younger guys start to step up, it makes easier decisions for the front office. Mm-hmm. I can move off of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what do you think about just this this tight end room as a whole? Oh, I, I mean – I like to say that I, I like what I've seen from the young tight ends, and I think you get some versatility with both of them. You know, they can both spread the field in different ways. The blocking the blocking is a huge thing because if you look back last year, some of the biggest blown plays were the tight ends not blocking well. Yeah. So to be getting that element and how important it is for the, the Cowboys to continue to do the thing that they say they want to do is run the ball, if I were him. I would definitely be trying to to get back on this field because these young gentlemen are doing what some of the things that he doesn't do super well right now. And then also, too, they're giving the receiving threat as well. So come on down, Schultz. Like, you you need to be out there, big (laughs) dog. I was going to say, just looking at the receiving numbers from Peyton Hendershot, he had 43 yards receiving, averaging 14.3 yards. Jake Ferguson had 13 yards receiving, averaged 6.5 yards. But keep in mind, that's just the first time we've really seen them in action. Mm -hmm. So although although those stats don't seem electrifying or jump out at you by any means, that's just... 14.3 was pretty electrifying. Yeah, well, (laughs) and then that's just just their first time really showing what they have in a regular season scenario, right? So well, and likely, I mean, if you think about it, the opposing team doesn't have a lot of tape on them right sure. now. I, it, I always go back to that, right? There's, it's, when there's not a lot of tape, but yeah. we said that about Noah Brown, and then he sort of built, yeah, you know, on he that performance. So yeah, I mean, I, 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 I was uh, cautiously optimistic about their ability to fill in last week, but I can honestly say I don't think many people saw them playing as well as they did, particularly against, like I said, Wink Martindale's defense didn't exactly show out um, against the Cowboys on Monday night, but it's a good defense. Yeah, and I think the, I think the blocking actually helps. Yeah. With, uh, their, both of their ability to block actually helps when you're doing the tight, two tight end sets and stuff like that because, because people don't know, is this guy going to catch the ball? Or is he going to block right now? Like having the versatility there matters there. Um, we did see Peyton Hendershot have some, you know, some uh, penalty issues a couple times, just getting in the rhythm of things. Jake Ferguson he struggled with getting out, out of bounds in that last play. And it, um, <laughs> it's interesting because it sounds like they've been giving him trouble about it all week in the locker room. But that's that's what it's you look for. Like, curve. Yes, it's a learning curve. And they, this experience for these gentlemen is important to get this time. And right. Mike McCarthy's talked about that getting these guys the time earlier in the season so they're not making those mistakes later in the season, it could definitely pan out differently for Dalton Schultz if he don't get on this field. And I think something worth mentioning is Jerry Jones is very quick to talk about a quarterback competition. So if you're looking at two young tight ends that are producing, that are doing well, you have Dalton Schultz who, you know, he was still producing, but maybe not as as well as to the level of par that they wanted him to. Why would there not be a tight end competition conversation with Jerry Jones if he's already talking about a quarterback competition that's non-existent? (laughs) 
I'm just saying. Not Speaking of non-existent, Kelsey disappeared for a second. Kelsey, I went Hi to guys. you to get your hey thoughts girl. on Michael Gallup. So give me your thoughts on Michael Gallup and the importance of Dalton Schultz getting out there on the field, particularly when we talk about uh, the play of Jake Ferguson and Peyton Hendershot last week. Yeah, I mean, listen, I think that you want to see your guys step up, especially when it comes to needing to fill in for a guy like a Dalton Schultz, who also did exactly that when he lost Charlotte mm-hmm. in the previous years. Mm-hmm. But I think the one thing that I have taken issue with a couple of times, and I know I've talked to some people that are close to the team who kind of take issue with the idea of, and concept of a competition, these guys in the locker room, they don't do it like that. Yeah. Their position groups, they don't pit themselves against each other. They, they try to help each other. Dalton Schultz is coaching these young guys up. He views it as his responsibility to help them grow and to be the best competitors they can be. And if that ends up with him ending up on another team in the future, I think he understands that that could be a possibility. But I know to be a fact that that wasn't always the case for some position groups in the past. So I just, I don't, I I just view it as being a good teammate. I don't really feel like it's it's a competition. I also kind of feel like it's a natural progression of a team. You got guys that age out. You got Mm -hmm. guys that, you know, you can't afford them anymore. That's just kind of the part of working in the NFL and being a part of this business. So um, you know, those are kind of my thoughts on the tight end situation. And Michael Gallup, I'm I'm thrilled to have him back. I feel like this is a guy who has just really fought through a lot of things. And you talk you talk about having the kind of the right kind of guy, and this is the right kind of guy. You know, through and through, on and off the field, just a good overall kid. And then on top of it, you know, there was so much talk about him maybe not even being on the team, and then now he's on the team, and now he's a ma- massive component on the team. I think it's only going to help CD because, as you mentioned, Jane, the protections that a lot of these defenses have been scheming up against him. I, I they, it, they haven't eliminated him, but I don't view CD as that developed of a veteran wide receiver yet that he can just single-handedly take those defenses, defenses, and just be able to break through them like some other guys who maybe have been on this team previously. So I think it would be a great help all around. I absolutely agree with you. All right, well, let's go ahead and take our first quick break here. Uh, when we come back, I want to talk a little bit about uh, this. <laughs> the commanders have not been doing their due diligence, keeping their quarterback upright and why I think this could be a really big game uh, for Micah Parsons and the defense. We'll cover that as well as terrible news about a former tight end uh, here in Dallas. Girls talk, boys talk right after the break. But first we are brought to you by Jigsaw Dating, the official dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. At Jigsaw Dating, we obviously want the Cowboys to bring that sixth ring home. But to be honest, we're more focused on finding the person who will put a ring on your finger. That's why we created a dating app that reveals your face through meaningful conversation. So you can date deeper. Because it's personality that matters the most, not looks. Join Jigsaw Dating today. Dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. If you've been thinking about weight loss surgery, My Bariatric Solutions has made it easier for you to schedule your initial consultation from the safety, comfort, and convenience of your own home. You'll meet one-on-one with a bariatric surgeon over a private and secure video call. You'll learn everything you need to know about the options available and which procedure is best for you. If you've been considering weight loss surgery and are ready to take the first step, call My Bariatric Solutions today at 844-326-6266. That's 844-326-6266 or go to MyBariatricSolutions.com. All right, Pepsi-loving football fans, it's time we had a lesson in trash talk. And I'm not talking about that stuff that happens on the field. What I'm talking about is trash, and it's the only thing that belongs in your garbage can. 
Now, recycling might not be as thrilling as converting a fourth and long, but next time you're thinking about throwing that Pepsi Zero Sugar bottle away, just cap it back up and pretend you're down by six with the recycling bin wide open. <sighs> know the difference? Make a difference. Be a team player and recycle. Visit PepsiTrashTalk.com to learn more. I'm Dak Prescott, quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. And they snap it to Prescott, who looks right. It's not there. He escapes left. He'll run for a first down. Just like football, when it comes to crypto, it's important to have a team you can trust. With blockchain.com, I know I'm in good hands. Since 2011, they've been trusted by millions around the world to buy, sell, and trade cryptocurrency. Prescott's going to run this himself. Run it up the middle, and he scores. Whether you're new to crypto or an active trader, they've got you covered. What are you waiting for? Get started at blockchain.com. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Back to Girls Talk, Boys Talk, brought to you by Jigsaw Dating, the official dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. But first, let's talk game day minicamp. Join former NFL players for our first game day minicamp presented by Invisalign. Drop the kiddos off at Ford Center on October 2nd from 1130 to 330 while you watch the Dallas Cowboys and Washington Commanders game from your favorite restaurant in the Star District. To register your footballer for camp, visit DallasCowboys.com academy. All right, to recap, because I know it's important on Friday as you guys are getting your, your fantasy football rosters ready to go, Michael Gallup looks like he will play on Sunday. Not listed as questionable the way that he was last week. Dalton Schultz, still a TBD, but a couple of other things. We've got Connor McGovern, who's had the ankle situation. He's working his way back. You've got your left guard, Jason Peters, who's uh, – we obviously saw him getting – couple of reps last week, important reps. I'm interested to see what the pitch count's going to be on him this week as they sort of yeah. give him more. Um, and then, when obviously, J. Ron Kirst is another one I always get asked about. Where's he at? Uh, well, he's listed as questionable as well. Like, he was limited all week, so he's one I've kind of – I don't know if he's just there yet. Uh, but it was Mike McCarthy who said there's going to be some disappointed players on Sunday. And – that's a good problem to have, right, ladies? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We've been talking about the fact that this team is 3-1 and one, uh, since losing Dak. Um, I think there were some bonus wins in there. I don't think a lot of people expected them to get the Bengals win. Giants was looking a little iffy, and now you've got the Commanders coming in town, which, as I said on Wednesday, could very well be a trap game because even Mike McCarthy said it this week, their record is not reflective of who they are as a team. Yeah. I think offensively, they're, they're real sketch. They're real sus. Yeah, I think where that stems from is the defensive side of the ball. Yeah, 1,000%. <laughs> that, it stems from, from that because there's no way anyone is looking at this offensive line and looking at the Cowboys' defensive line and saying that it's rational to think that they're going to meticulously just, you know, it, it's, it's going to be a battle in the trenches to some degree, but at the same time, I think that the Cowboys' defense has to be looking at them like, oh, we can, we can attack you here, we can attack you here, we can attack you here. They have a lot of issues on that offensive line, especially from the tackle position. Now, don't get too cocky, Dallas Cowboys. Oh, but about we talked say. about right. No, we I don't want to get too say, cocky. We did right? say that. We did that yesterday. And yeah. even Mike McCarthy talked about that a little bit too. Yeah, right? like you can't get too ahead of yourself. You've got to focus on this game. You know, essentially, I'm paraphrasing here. Give this team some respect. 
But as good as I think the Eagles' defense is, and this is no disrespect to them, they were they got to the quarterback four times in the first quarter. Mm-hmm. Carson Wentz was sacked nine times mm-hmm. in that game. Woof. Micah Parsons was battling through flu-like symptoms. He says he feels 100%. He's, he feels as good as he did in college, which is scary when you consider yeah. that the Lion is at full strength. He's fed. He's ready to go. Would not I want just, to be Carson Wentz. Yeah, I just think <laughs> of... Uh, you know, because I think he's so he always challenges himself. Micah is such a fascinating guy to me. And I wasn't high on him when he came in here because of some of the stuff, the mm-hmm. off-the-field stuff that was interesting to me at the time. Um, but the way that he stepped up this year and the things that he says, and it's not, you know, there's a lot of players in this league, as as I've covered it, who talk the talk. They say the right stuff. They don't really yeah, walk the they walk, do right? Both, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Parsons walks it every week mm-hmm. and then some. And so I just look at what the Eagles were able to do defensively against them and how uh, Dan Quinn got creative last week. We saw him dial in the blitz. I'm so curious about what he's going to dial up against these commanders. Mm-hmm. And if Demarcus Lawrence had a three-sat game last week, what's that going to look like this well, week? What's it going to be like that, for Dorrance Armstrong? Yeah, and you talked well, about and something, the coach, right? Something about Micah Parsons, too, is in the locker room this week. Mm-hmm. They asked him, well, you're going up a t- up against a team that had nine sacks on their quarterback last week. How does that make you feel? He's like, well, not really any type of way because a, a good team wouldn't let that happen twice in a row. Mm-hmm. So he's like, I don't really I don't really try to look at it that way. You know, I'm just here to focus on what I'm supposed to do. Just the perfect answer from Micah because really – you shouldn't see that again from the commanders. Could you with this defense? Absolutely. I think it's possible that you can, but from the commander side of things, I mean, they were talking about in their press conferences, they know what they need to hone in on. They know Carson Wentz needs the protection. They know he needs to be quicker with getting the ball out. They know that the wide receiver core needs to be more open and they know that essentially it just was not good. And Jane, you, we were talking about this yesterday, the morale in that, uh, in the commander's locker room and just in their press conferences is so low right now. It's so low. And, and it's, it's uh, one, a team like this with the chemistry that the Cowboys have and they're building up and, and the culture that's really surrounded the team right now. I think this should be a game that they win. However, you should cannot be. get too ahead of yourself, <laughs> and that's what's scary about it. I just think there are favorable matchups in a lot of key places. There you go. And that's the best way that I can say that. <laughs> See, look, that's how that's you so say nice you don't want to give bulletin I'm board learning, material. Sis, right? I'm learning, sis. I'm learning. You don't want to give bulletin board material. Yeah, I, I guess for me, like, I look at this and I say, again, I do believe it is technically a favorable matchup. But then I look at what this Cowboys team did in New York and it wasn't very pretty with the first part of that game, right. y'all. Like, the yeah. first three quarters were not cute. And so I could very easily see this team coming in and maybe having a bit of a struggle at first. I will say they did a good job with halftime adjustments. So they obviously struggled a little bit in the first part of that last game. I would even go as far as say more than a little bit mm. and then turned around and made something happen. So, you know, they're not completely out of the woods if that does happen. But I look at, you know, some of the offensive weapons that Carson Wentz has and Mm -hmm. is, you know, unfortunately failing to use, but they still exist. Mm -hmm. So if this is the week that they decide to figure out how to work together, that could at least be semi-problematic for the Cowboys. And that's why I think that the game, or the name at least, like trap game has been thrown around this week. And and also these divisional games, like, you kind of throw everything out the window. It feels like they can kind of go either way, even though paper – can tell you that oh the Cowboys should win this because of X Y Z. No, I completely agree with you. And so I I just 
as as you're looking at the record, I think Mike McCarthy said it best. I mean, and it's also any given Sunday, right? Yeah. But I think we've seen this in the past, though. We saw this a little bit last year. Denver. Dak admitted we got a little <laughs> cocky. And so, yeah, you feel like you've sort of stolen some games here uh, with Dak being out. And then you get the commanders in town. And I just – that is what's, what's very, very interesting to me about this game. Like I said, on paper, this 1,000% feels like a game that the Cowboys should dominate. And quite frankly – offensively, I think that they need to try and use this game to get more of a rhythm early yes. in these games. Yes. I think what stood out to me about the Giants game was the fact that it was on the road. It was it was so loud they up were there. Loud. It was mm-hmm. so loud. They score, obviously, first, and then it was the, the Cowboys' ability to bounce back. And we were sort of talking about this earlier. Kelsey, you said there's not competition in the locker room. It is such a healthy locker room. Yes, yeah, they like each other. It's a very, <laughs> you love very a healthy, healthy work environment. Yeah, they like each other, but this is I think this is part of, like, Something that Mike McCarthy is, and and Dan Quinn together, like this coaching staff, has really tried to flip this uh, this locker room. I don't. I think the year before last, what they had a sixty percent turnover in twenty twenty. Yeah. Yeah. This year was what almost forty. So you're getting guys like like minded gentlemen in this locker room, and when you start looking at Tyler Smith and, and some of these guys, and just listening to how they speak about the team, how they speak about each other, there is like real chemistry in the locker room and I think it is going to continue to show I think it showed on the offensive line last game because like you said it was very loud and they communicated well and then on the defensive side of the ball all of them have talked about the the clock you know being faster than for them uh Demarcus Lawrence yesterday talked about on 105.3 the fan he talked about how the game is just like more free for him he's enjoying himself because after the first year you're you're in an install period right and now these guys know exactly what they're looking at. They know exactly where they need to be. Malik Hooker's not getting a whole bunch of credit, but him being that green dot and running this defense without J. Ron Curse right now is a huge deal as well. In his second year, a safety, a free safety at that, like running your defense, it's not normal. It's especially not normal. Especially because you're getting those calls in, like I said. Like yeah. you're getting them in so quick. And even last week when Demarcus Lawrence got injured, I felt like they bend but they don't break. Yeah. And I think that's what sort of stood out to me about this defense lately. Well, Mm -hmm. and I think, too, when you're playing this kind of football with this kind of culture, this kind of environment, and this kind of brotherhood, you're playing for your team, Mm -hmm. right? And and that's been echoed when you have, you know, guys like Zeke saying, "Ah, the outside noise doesn't matter to us. We know what we're doing. We believe in ourselves. And that's so hard to find in a locker room full of that many people. I mean, really. And you got stars, too, look around at how many people it's taking to make this culture what it is yes. and and I said this yesterday it even goes back to the terminology that is used in this building over and over and over you hear it from Mike McCarthy and then Kellen Moore I heard the word toolbox from Kellen Moore <laughs> and then Dan Quinn and then ebb and flow from CD and and from Mike McCarthy I mean these are terms that they're installing within this culture and I I just really don't think this chemistry is anything that anybody in this division should be sleeping on for the Cowboys because it's a healthy culture and it's a productive culture that is sticking with the players, and that's so important. Well, one thing I want to kind of mention, too, that's kind of a fun fact in my mind, I'm sure people are aware of this, but I often forget that these guys also take this culture off the field, too. Mm-hmm. So every Thursday, and, and Jane, keep me honest here, they have their position group dinners. Mm-hmm. So, you yep. know, you got your O-line, you got your D-line, all of that. And I can tell you, like, a lot of the tight ends are actually coming to some of the O-line dinners, too. You've seen mm-hmm. a lot of this 12 personnel they got to stay in lockstep. And I I think that's a small note, but I think it speaks volumes, again, like we talked about, where 
they view themselves as an extension of that O-line at times, especially in a time like this where you do have a quarterback that, you know, while he's a backup and while he's a student of the game and he's so he's, – he's obviously very smart, football-minded, but he still needs that protection. And so you've got to get your tight ends when they're doing the blocking type, type of things to be in lockstep with the O-line. So I, I totally agree with you guys in that regard. And I hope they keep it up. I think I've seen them stacking little victories on and off the field. And I think it really is going to continue to pay off. And having a strong locker room is so important when you consider your your situation right now as it's setting up with Cooper Rush, who is eyeing his third win this season. It would make him 4-0, the first quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys to win his first four starts, which is pretty remarkable. Uh, But I'll give you a little bit of an update about Dak Prescott, where he's at this week, and then a fun fact about Cooper Rush as relates to Hall of Famer Kurt Warner. We'll have that on the other side of the break. This is Girls Talk, Boys Talk, brought to you by Jigsaw Dating, the official dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. At Jigsaw Dating, we obviously want the Cowboys to bring that sixth ring home. But to be honest, we're more focused on finding the person who will put a ring on your finger. That's why we created a dating app that reveals your face through meaningful conversation so you can date deeper. Because it's personality that matters the most, not looks. Join Jigsaw Dating today, dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. All right, Pepsi-loving football fans, it's time we had a lesson in trash talk. And I'm not talking about that stuff that happens on the field. What I'm talking about is trash, and it's the only thing that belongs in your garbage can. Now, recycling might not be as thrilling as converting a fourth and long, but next time you're thinking about throwing that Pepsi Zero Sugar bottle away, just cap it back up and pretend you're down by six with the recycling bin wide open. (sighs) Know the difference? Make a difference. Be a team player and recycle. Visit PepsiTrashTalk.com to learn more. If you've been thinking about weight loss surgery, My Bariatric Solutions has made it easier for you to schedule your initial consultation from the safety, comfort, and convenience of your own home. You'll meet one-on-one with a bariatric surgeon over a private and secure video call. You'll learn everything you need to know about the options available and which procedure is best for you. If you've been considering weight loss surgery and are ready to take the first step, call My Bariatric Solutions today at 844-326-6266. That's 844-326-6266 or go to MyBariatricSolutions.com. King's Original Angel Food and New Angel Food Slim without added sugar. You no longer have to choose between treating yourself and hitting your goals this summer. You don't have to choose between great taste and feeling great. Because at Smoothie King, every blend is made with whole fruits and no syrups. So you can satisfy your cravings without compromise. The only choice you will need to make is which one is best for you. Try our classic Angel Food or the New Angel Food Slim, blended without added sugar. Smoothie King, rule the day. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady. Live only on Netflix.
Welcome back to Girls Talk, Boys Talk, brought to you by Jigsaw Dating, the official dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. But first... Well, let's talk fan of the year. Are you a Cowboys fan who spices up the game? Nominate yourself or friend to be the Cowboys fan of the year presented by Captain Morgan and win a trip to Super Bowl 57 in Arizona. Nominate yourself or a friend at dallascowboys.com slash fan of the year. I think I know a few people I could nominate. Yeah. That spices up the game. That'd as, be so, I said. mean, Glendale should be interesting. Yeah. And you can get on a quick little flight to Vegas. Yeah. Vegas go. Super Bowl, the following year, is going to be a fun one. There you go. Then you got New Orleans. My liver can't well, handle it. Well, as, sure as a Cowboys fan, I, I try not to think that far ahead, you know. Wow. So, <laughs> I try. I, I try. Say, I wasn't trying to say the Cowboys. I try, Jade. I'm just saying. But, hey, nominate yourself or a friend. There Always a go. good idea there. All right, well, are you a fan of Cooper Rush? Because I feel like he's turned into a bit of this media darling lately. Oh. Uh, as I start looking at the national networks and, you know, you're listening to these Hall of Famers talking about Cooper Rush. But it is fascinating. He's got some interesting stats as it relates to what he's been doing here in Dallas. He's 3-0 and and has a 95 passer rating in his career as a starter, making him the fourth undrafted QB in the common era. Uh, with a winning record and 90-plus passer rating in his career as a starter. The other three familiar names that have done that, Hall of Famer Kurt Warner, Jason Garrett, and Tony Romo. (laughs) So make of that what you will, ladies. So what's going on with Dak? We told you he got his stitches removed on Monday. I told you, like, even though uh, I think it was Mike who said he's got a little bit of swelling, I couldn't really see it in his hand. So if if it's... I mean, I get it, but it didn't look like it was overwhelming swelling. But again, mm-hmm. this he had gotten the stitches removed that morning, so sometimes the next day you get mm-hmm. some of the swelling. But he seems so ready to play. But also, I felt like, uh, and we talked about this this week, I also felt like he understood the importance of making sure he was healed. And you yeah. can do that when you've got a quarterback like Cooper Rush who's winning games for you. And I know we're sort of circling uh, the Rams game for his return. I still continue to maintain you should wait till the Eagles game. Mm-hmm. Just wait. Yeah. Because if Cooper gets another win tonight or another win on Sunday, then you've got the Rams. Yeah. I think the Rams going to be a tough game for the Cowboys. But man, if they if, yeah. they if they win on the road against the Rams with Cooper Rush as your starter, it's going to go wild. Everyone's then gonna I go think feral. we are good. But I don't know if you guys listen to Jerry Jones on on the radio today. He sort of walked, walked back. back yeah. He basically said he's how well he's doing as a backup quarterback. <laughs> uh, I don't know yeah. if you guys heard that, but I thought that was a tr- it was almost like the coach was like, "Man, help me out here. Mm-hmm. You're throw not me doing a bone. Any throw me a bone, please." Yeah, you well, know. I, oh, go ahead, Kels. I was going to ask you guys a question that I actually thought was interesting. I know we talked about Scott Turner, um, OC over for the Commanders, and he had some, you know, obviously complimentary thing, things to say about this team. Um, but then I believe it was Tim or, or one of the coordinators over on, on their end had some commentary around Cooper Rush and how much respect they actually had for him. And I wanted to – I thought this was an interesting thought. He said, listen, I wouldn't be surprised if you see this guy as a coordinator down down the line. You know, is this is this the next Kellen Moore where it's like you have a guy no, who – I, I just think it's has, too much. I, it's, it's, yeah, like – I don't think we have a I big mean, enough sample size. It's fair. It's fair. I, I definitely agree with that. But, like, I was looking at I was like, man, like, that's an interesting thought. Like, what a big thing to throw out there 
and <laughs> put on Cooper Rush's shoulders, like, hey, man, get us through, like, this week. But then also, um, you're going to probably be a coordinator one day. And I was like, man, are we already going there? And, like, is that feasible, you guys think? Well, the week before was Wink Martindale, who was saying he was looking at the tape of a guy that was a starting quarterback in the league. And I'm like, but I remind you, look at Look at all these teams that that needed backup quarterbacks that passed up starters. In their defense, you had Minnesota. He wasn't slinging that thing around like this, though. Like I'm gonna be honest with you, because I was very vocal. Y'all already know. I was like, "Mm." the way that ball coming out of his hand is just not. It's not being delivered fast enough to me. And that's something we saw in the preseason. He wasn't stepping into throws the same way. He has zip on this ball now. Like definitely have to eat some crow. I don't know where this arm strength came from. But it's different. It wasn't there in camp. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> I'm I, I'm telling you right now. This is this is a big opportunity for him. I don't know if yeah. it means coordinator. I don't know if it means all of that. All I know it means is that if he continues to put good tape out there as a backup quarterback, that does not let because he's also not doing some of the he's like sometimes you bring a backup quarterback in to just manage the game. This guy is checking out of plays. He's communicating to people. Yeah. He's drawing guys off sides. Th- that's what was interesting he's to me. He's taking those last week against the Giants. This yeah. is. And that takes communication from the offensive line and chemistry like we're talking about. So whereas I see, I, I feel I felt how I felt prior to him playing, some of the things he's displaying are higher level things. That the processing, that like some of this well, stuff. that helps when you've been on the sidelines for was, six years. As Dak said, track, you're that. seeing things from a different perspective. Yeah. Yeah. You, you've sort of been a bit of a sponge here and you soaked yeah. all in. That's why I thought his comment last week that I don't dream as big as Jerry was so important for that locker room to respond the way that he did. Because a lot of people, like, there's a level of when you are, when you choose to be a starting quarterback in the league, I'm not saying everyone's a narcissist, but there's a level of narcissism. Yeah, you got to have it. And and an attitude and a swag that you have to have. And it's just like, Cooper seems just devoid He's of so all chill. of that. He's so chill. I he like yeah. it. It's like Slush Ryan Fitzpatrick-esque. You know, it's like Ryan yeah, Fitzpatrick was always exactly. just like, I'm just, you know, I'm just, I'm just well, here. And, you know, I think that goes back to, like you just said, Jane, you took the words right out of my mouth. That's what happens when you've been around the block here for a few years. And, and even Kellen Moore mentioned that this week about him. Well, yeah, we don't worry about Cooper. He's been here. He knows what he's doing. He knows exactly what we're doing. He's kind of grown through the highs and the lows with them. When, really, when you look at them the last six years, he's he's been there. He's just been in the shadows and the background a little bit. <laughs> but really... I, I don't I don't know and and look I have respect for Cooper Rush I was Team Cooper Rush during this offseason she, she I was. really was she but was. what I will say is I don't know if he would have the same amount of success going to another team that he hasn't been around for this long that's, that's a very good so point. I I don't know if if it's everyone's you know I don't want to say briefly didn't he yeah and he I went don't, to another team he did very very briefly Giants, I don't want right? to say people are overhyping yeah. him it was, but it's also very easy for him to be successful where he is right now with the Cowboys because he's been here when you know the scheme when you've been around it when you're essentially part of it for the last five years you should know it and you should be playing like this I mean really well and when you were, were talking about Cooper Rush I think he's done a really good job of managing the game yeah. right yeah. like he doesn't have your gaudy stats like for instance i'm looking at this right now like rush has not thrown three or more passing touchdowns in a game in his career prescott's done that 26 times it literally yeah. looks like 2000 it's 2016 Dak prescott stats it's the same exact thing where he's passing the ball using play action they're running the ball heavy defense plays enough you know like i think this de- this defense isn't been bo- don't break like 2016 but it's it's a similar concept of what yeah. you would do when you bring in a backup quarterback. He does, however, take big plays when they're there. 
and that's going to continue to help him out. The difference with Dak, though, back then was that he wasn't around like Cooper Rush was, though. You know, so that's what it really differentiates Dak from being the starting quarterback to Cooper Rush being the backup because that was Dak's rookie year. Mm -hmm. There was a lot of pressure for him to come in and win those games 2016. He did it. And Cooper Rush has had the years to build the experience, build the knowledge, read the playbook, be around the scheme to be like he is now. So when people start having this conversation of, oh, is there going to be a quarterback competition? No, because that should tell you in itself the difference of the players that they are. And that's OK. You should have a backup quarterback that wins games. That's it's just beyond me that it's <laughs> still a conversation for a competition. Can I play devil's advocate for here for a second? Okay. I would love that. Of course, Kelsey. Okay, so I actually was listening to our dear friend uh, Kevin Turner the other day, and he had a good point. He was like, listen, I'm, like, all on board with Cooper Rush. Like, I hear everything you guys are saying. He's like, but the, here's the facts. Like, yes, he's won games, but with that first half of the of the Giants game, I, I just mentioned it earlier, you only had, like, six – like, we didn't have a touchdown. Nope. Like, we literally <laughs> didn't have a touchdown. So, I guess, you know – the question I have from you guys is obviously he's he's earned a little bit of, of uh, some some leash if you guys if, if you will, but like how much does he have in terms of grace if he were to make mistakes yeah. and if CD wouldn't have done what what he had done last week and had this incredible catch and X Y Z because let's face it like it wasn't exactly incredible like he's done things and he's gotten the W. But there's been some moments where it's been kind of hairy and we've had to rely on special teams to get points on the board versus your backup quarterback who, again, we're giving a lot of praise to. It's well-deserved, but, like, let's, let's talk about the whole entire picture here. But is that all on Cooper? Because there was a lot of incomplete drop passes from some of his Fair. receiver group. Fair. I mean, when we talk about taking the More deep penalties. shots when you need to, that deep shot to CeeDee Lamb, that deep shot to Amari Cooper against Minnesota, like, those are the things that – I'm just saying there is not a quarterback controversy right now. That's but let's exactly assume what I'm saying too. that he goes to the Rams and gets a win on the road. Then I think we're we're talking interesting things here. And then I, then do you go back to writing the hot hand in that you're a kind bit of more surprised by that than I would be. Oh, I I think it's good. And then okay, let's assume Dak still isn't ready yet. So okay. That's why I thought this timeline was very premature. And, like, even at practice, mm -hmm. he's still, like, he's rehabbing, but he's still not mm – -hmm. he's not quite there yet, he right? He need to rush, though. So let's assume they, they decide, okay, following week after the Rams, we're going to go ahead and we're going to roll with Coop again. Coop wins on the road against Philadelphia. I'm excited about it. I don't care. Then you get a bye week, mm. and then you bring Dak back, and then let's assume Dak struggles – then we've got a problem. Yeah. I don't think oh, we should Lord. have a problem because it's to be expected. Well, and by by I that think we've point, got a problem because of Dax getting in his head. Well, well, and at that point though, the and you think the coverage now is at a fever pitch after just three wins? Dak shouldn't struggle when he gets back because at that point the offense should be gelling way more than they are right now and they should be progressing. They should be making touchdowns in the first quarter. Let's start with that. Let's start like baby steps here, it's right? They should be progressing. Yeah. The, the penalty should be lower. The pass pro should be pretty top-notch, especially if you're going in to play Green Bay. All of those things should be corrected. Really, all Dak has to do is go in, get out of his own head, and play. I mean, at that well, point, sounds, if you're talking... It's easier said than done, though, right? right? If you're talking in, in that timeline. But Cooper Rush, you know, if you're going, if you're going with the logic of 
play the hot hand. So what? The first time he loses, you're going to yank him and say, "Okay, Dak, now now you're back in." I I think that's it's getting a little messy at that point, and and that messes with the chemistry and the healthiness that we were just talking about in the locker room. No, I hear what you're saying, but what I'm what I'm saying is if Coop continues to to win. And you really want, and we've seen them really slow play some of these injuries coming back. That's why I thought this whole thing four weeks was very aggressive, and I, I just didn't see it happening. I still truly don't believe he's playing week five against the Rams. Mm-hmm. I could be wrong. But I, I do think that we could see him potentially in the Eagles game. But my whole thing is because it's Sunday Night Football, it's against a division rival, that is right. a tough place to play, and that is a tough team. Mm-hmm. If he struggles, that would get in anyone's head. Yeah. Even the most resilient. Yeah. yeah, I mean, and so like, I'm just saying, we've already seen the fever pitch nationally, of of the whole Cooper Dak Jerry hasn't helped it. What's that conversation look like if those scenarios that I just discussed play out? Uh, for me, it's just my backup. The backup quarterback's doing his job. Yeah. Um, for me personally, he's doing his job. He's he's getting ready, and I think that if the the Cowboys continue <laughs> to build off of their run game. That is something that helps a quarterback coming back from an injury to get back in a rhythm. It's going to take Kellen Moore also, too, to have a game plan that's comfortable for Dak to get into. We talked about it before. I think if he does come back against Philly, it is a familiar opponent. Ain't nothing new. So uh, I think – I think I don't, I don't know. Personally, I don't feel – I feel like we can avoid there being controversy if we talk about it in the right way. And also, too, we've seen this story before. Like We'll be responsible about it. Oh, of course. That's yeah. what I'm saying. My <laughs> yeah. point is nationally. Yeah, they're going to take it and run with it. But when they're... these guys say, I don't pay attention, they do. Yeah. They 1,000% do. He's a, it's any human would. I mean, it, it's... You'd have to be a Teflon. You'd have to be a Teflon personality to not let it get to you. I don't know. I mean, it happens in my. Don't... It happens in my own career, right? right. Like, yeah. And especially when there's so much conversation about his money mm-hmm. and the fact that his contract renegotiations mm-hmm. are, you know, what we're two seasons out from that. All of this stuff gets used, and so I'm. Ju- what I'm just saying is, it's great for the team if the Cowboys win these next two, but it could be very messy from a mental perspective if Cooper continues to show out. That's yeah. all I'm saying. Oh, messy I'm, is I'm, key I'm word right to there. The, the Bucks game where he came back and played really well that game and hopefully he has the same mentality and we, yeah. we've talked about this locker room numerous times. Hopefully they just get behind him and But it's, Andy Dalton wasn't wasn't a threat in years past. Tater tots. I, I, don't, I, I so I see your point and yeah, it, and it's point. so I valid. Do. However, Let's see how they play on Sunday. Because yeah. what what I talked about yesterday but was... But is that a great litmus? It's Washington. No, no, no. What I'm saying is the litmus is if... if right. You're thinking like longevity here. If you've got Cooper going on the road against the Rams and he gets a win, that is going to change the trajectory well, of this conversation. What I'm, I'm saying, too, you. is what's going to change the trajectory of any conversation about Cooper Rush is if he loses. Especially if he loses to Washington, that is going to change... another way you can That is going to change... Every single conversation everybody has had this week about Cooper Rush. He won't be your your media darling anymore. They'll be like, oh, bring Dak back. Hurry, Rush. Let's go. Get Dak back right away. I mean, it, it's that's what I'm saying. Wait until Sunday because if if he loses somehow, which they shouldn't lose to the commanders. Shouldn't, they shouldn't word, lose. But it's a very it's Cowboys thing to do. It's going to be a very different conversation about Cooper Rush next week. Uh, fun fact, though. Uh Dallas, every time they've gotten a win the last in each of the last two seasons, they've uh, missed the – let's see. Dallas made the playoffs each of the last two seasons. They won at Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. They missed the playoffs each of the last two seasons. They lost there. So 
take that for what it's worth. Uh, do you have some past interference for me? I don't, but I do want to just pay our respects to Gavin Escobar's family, friends, and loved ones because, yeah, you know, I, Aisha and I obviously haven't been around here long, but growing up a football fan and, and seeing them, you know, it's it's very hard for the Cowboys community, but I can't imagine what his family and his friends, his loved ones, uh, everybody in this building who, who knew him personally is going through. So just want to pay our respects there and, and say our thoughts, our prayers are, are with everybody. And and um, it's just, it's really tough. It's really tough to see a professional athlete that people look up to and, and uh, admire, you know, pass away and and so we just wanted to pay some respects there and um back in 2015 my family and i would go to training camp all like we love training camp and so it's funny when when you meet these players it's very different as a, as a fan and um it, my mom was insistent like oh take a picture and he's like no get in the picture he's like no let me take the picture Aww. and he's like no get in the picture so that was like selfie stick prime days so um <laughs> posted on twitter about uh that picture that he was insistent that my mom was in and that's so key to me because most players are <laughs> Are kind of in a rush, especially at training camp, to get out of there. And the fact that he's like, "No, get in," and they kind of like argued for a second. But um, just sending all all of our love, our prayers to everybody impacted. Yeah, I'll, I'll echo that. I know Jane, you and I both spent some time with Gavin directly. Yeah, um, that was still when I was with the team full time, and just a wonderful guy. Like really, genuinely, just a wonderful guy. I talked to one of his former coaches last night, and he was so excited because like, they they kept in touch and. He was so excited, Gavin, because he was just becoming a firefighter. Mm. I know he and his wife and their two young kids have been taking the past few years to travel around and in their airstream. And oh. so that has just been a part of, like, their lifestyle for the past couple of years. So it's just been, it's awful to lose anyone. And I know we all kind of have personal ties. But, um, man, just really sending big hugs and, and just all of the good energy towards his family and those two young babies because, it's just awful. And that's what you hate. You know, at 31 years of age, you know, you, de- you dedicate so much time to that craft. And then yeah. when you're out of it, you have to pivot. And we've seen that with so many guys, like the adjusting to what I call civilian life. Mm-hmm. And the fact, and Jerry talked about it today, it was, it was kind of sweet, that at least he was doing something that he had found as a hobby and that he loved. You yeah. know, but just one of those freak accidents. And like I said, so young. 31. It's, uh, it's just Kelsey, you sent it to me last night, and I, I just, I yeah. honestly couldn't believe it. It was just so sad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it was nuts. Like, the moment we saw it, it, like, PR, I didn't even know. We didn't, like, none of the, like, the coaches that I talked to knew. Like, it was just, it was all around shocking. Mm-hmm. And so, gosh, just an awful, 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 um, awful accident and sending so many big hugs to their family and, and everyone that's been impacted by just his loss because I know it's a, it's a big one. Such a tough year when you consider some of the – people in the Cowboys family that we've lost. Yeah. Uh, it's just, you know, Gary Brown this year was a tough one. Yeah, uh, That, I mean, that was rough. Uh, anyways, uh, well, thank you for watching. How do I pivot from that? Yeah. yeah. Uh, girls talking, boys talk. We are hoping that we talk to you on a victory Monday. Let's hope so. Like I said, be a very cowboy thing to do. Yeah. Go to, hug somebody that you one. love today. Uh, but yes. That's how we can end Great it. point, Jess. I appreciate that. And we will talk to you guys on Monday. Go Cowboys. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?